Welcome back to the fourth episode of The Rise Show. As usual, I'm your host, Dean Nash. Today, uh, I am joined by none other than myself. Uh, nobody wanted to take the, take the step up and uh, be a part of the show, so it's just me today, but we have a lot to cover. Okay, so before I get into anything, though, as usual, make sure to join our mailing list at varelli.org slash sign up. It's free. It takes seconds. Look, big media is dying. I think we all can agree. How old news is, is it's corrupt, it's horrible, it's the worst plague, it's worse than COVID-19, uh, the scamdemic, but independent journalism is the move forward. We aim to provide the best news and news done right by you. So sign up, it's free, take seconds, I promise. And then next, the best thing to support independent journalism is by subscribing to VP Plus. For $5 a month, you get extra premium articles additional Rye Show content like today, as well as exclusive interviews and documentaries that we have later down the road. Um, I promise you it's the best decision you'll make. Varelli.org slash V. Links will be in the description below. But other than that, all of that's taken care of. Let's jump into the meat and gravy of today's show, okay? We have a lot to cover. There's so much, there's so much that we have to cover. Um, the first one being the Treasury default. So... It's a nightmare. It has never happened in U.S. history. It got close in 2011. It got close. I mean, everyone was pretty much panicking then. I mean, look at 2008 and all that that nightmarish shit. This looks grim. Okay. June 1st to, or June 5th, either or, looks very grim for the nation. Okay. This is something that we de we definitely need to, um, to, to know about, be informed about. They're meeting on May 9th. The president and the um, and key important people in legislation are meeting on May 9th to kind of come up with a, a solution for this shit show that Biden has put us in. Um, they, Biden and uh, McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, have not actually spoke or met together since February, though. So this this would be the first time that it's happened in a, by now a couple months. So we'll have to see how it goes. I if if you want my word for it, I don't think there will be a default. I don't think. I think we'll get very close, but I don't think there'll be a default. That would be actual like catastrophe. That would be a catastrophe. That would be a horrible thing for the nation. I mean, think of the millions of dollars we lose, the the millions of people that would be affected by this negatively. It's it would be uh, an, an impressive feat. I mean, look what happened in Greece. Um, I think it was what 2012, 2012 Greece, 138 billion dollar default. This would be much bigger than that. So. Let's hope to God that doesn't happen, right? Uh, <laughs> but the House Republicans have passed a bill that Biden does not like very much at all and um, continuously criticizes the uh, GOP, he calls it the, the MAGA Republicans in, in legislation, uh, about the bill being a horrible thing that should, ne should never exist. Uh, so that's, that's pretty sad. Uh, for a president not to actually even sit down with legislation and try to figure out a solution. It had to wait this long for the Treasury Department to look at Biden and say, hey, bro, uh, we have no money on June 1st. We're all fucked if we don't do something. And Biden's like, uh, maybe. So finally, he's sitting down May 9th. We'll have to see. But we've already hit the $31.4 cap that we have uh, tenfold. So eerie times, eerie times. Um. Not something that I would like to uh, like to admit as a country that's happening right now. Uh, it's about ninety four thousand plus dollars per U.S. citizen uh, is is the debt. So 
uh, if you take the 31 point whatever trillion by now that it, we're at right now debt wise disperse it between all of the citizens of america you get about ninety-four thousand plus per person that's how much we're all out of the hole here that they're recklessly spending by the way on ridiculous funds through through god knows where i mean should i even start with ukraine the the corruption of ukraine i don't know if i want to get into that i might get canceled on youtube already but that right there is one instance of just our money being thrown out to to charity that you know that's almost like if you take $20 out of your wallet and you know McDonald's is like that charity bin but instead they have like no label on it and you're just like donate 20 bucks for a charity and you're like well what's the charity and they're like well, it's not your right to know that's basically what it is and then they you know pull out a gun point it at you and say put it in the hole so that's bad for our nation for everybody a default would be uh, cataclysmic. I don't even want to think about what that would be. I mean, that, uh, that's scarier than the Great Depression. We're, we're working with more money than we were in the 30s. So, yeah. Eerie Times. Biden meets with McCarthy and others on the 9th of May here in a, in a few days. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully they can come to some kind of agreement because if not, it's not looking good. I mean, further down the road here in this episode, we're going to be talking about the banking crisis, which also can kind of run parallel with it. So it's something that it's something that you need to be informed about a potential default, whether you need to make your adjustments with your stock portfolios accordingly or you need to start talking to some financial advisors about next steps. I mean, God knows about the mortgage policy we're about to break down here in a few. There's a lot of scary things right now um, heading into this year. And we thought that the nine point one percent peak inflation rate last year was bad. Biden has still managed to impress us with how god awful his uh, his whole presidency is going to be. So that's something we need to, like I'm saying, like I am saying, something we just need to think about, stay informed about. It's something that they're going to try and throw under the rug like Fauci with COVID and the restrictions. Yes. Um, other than the default and Biden being a, a hot shit show, we have created this beautiful, I think it was two weeks ago now, maybe, maybe a week ago. Don't quote me on this. Um, we started a weekly segment called Air Force None, and we finally have a cute little intro for it. So we're going to go ahead and roll it. This is our weekly segment of uh, Biden's hot mess, dumpster fire, whatever you want to call it, Air Force None. I'm sick and tired. Biden has made a lot of fumbles. <laughs> uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Biden has made a lot of fumbles. He's fumbled the bag quite a lot. Uh, recently though, at, at a, uh, a little press conference that he's had, he, I don't even know how to explain it. His dementia has gotten so bad that I don't even know if, I, I think it's see, it's seeping into his administration. Take a look. The companies like, and I hope I pronounced it right. Uh, 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 Ame power. Is it Ame? I believe that's right. Yeah. Ame power, Florida, small business winner, award winner, uh, business week winner. You won. So if you that if you thought that was bad, I mean, the guy can't even get his words out. He has to give up and just say, you know, you win. Uh, you got reporters behind him or in front of him rather that are laughing their asses off uh, at him. Clearly not with him. Um, the nation nations across the country think we're a joke because of this man. It's it's un, it's it's impressive. It really is. And if you think that was bad, it gets worse. Hey, Judge, how are you? I don't know why you wanted the job, man. I appoint all those federal judges, but, you know, 
Thank you for serving. I'm not kidding. You want to come and make a speech? Hush up, boy. As my mother would say. Yes, he said that. Um, it's. <laughs> I can't believe that this 80-year-old man represents our country. Uh, he doesn't know what's going on. He has no idea what's going on. He's a puppet. I mean, we already talked about this in last week's episode where he is using Q&A prompts now where he actually screens the question. Sorry. He screens the question. Screen, he's got an answer already prepared. The name, how to pronounce the name down to the syllables. The whole nine yards. We already know he's a puppet, but this it just it's continuous. It's a continuous thing. Every week there's something new. So Air Force none. It's it is everything that you need to know with, with Biden. But one of the issues that we that we have here at VP that we analyzed was his reelection video. So I know Trump has made statements about this. His reelection video was pretty yikes. They took a lot of time to get it ready and get it prepared. They edited it very well. They, it's clear they want to put Kamala Harris on the front line here. It's something we need to look at because in the next few years, you're going to probably start seeing Kamala Harris push her way up. Now, I don't know what that means with the Biden administration since he's technically the one rerunning again or running again rather in 2024. Sorry, I'm under the weather, fucking COVID-20, I guess. But Kamala Harris is frontlining. They put a lot of good footage on Kamala Harris with this new video. It's like a two-minute some video. They had to pre-record this and get this ready because clearly they don't trust Biden enough to go over a live performance with thousands of people present. You know, they don't trust Biden enough to make a speech long enough to be able to be in front of an audience live. So they instead made a cute little two-minute video. I mean, Biden has criticized the the fact that he doesn't need to go and make an announcement live and all this stuff either, but. It's, it just shows a little weakness on Biden's part and um, a little bit of an agenda with Kamala Harris. Ugh. They're going to start giving Harris screen time, and I'm going to predict that they're going to start throwing good publicity and good press towards Kamala Harris rather than Biden. That's because I feel like this is a conspiracy. This is a, a prediction. But if Biden is somehow reelected again in 2024, chances are Kamala Harris will end up stepping in for presidency somewhere in there. I know it's a bold prediction to make, but it's honestly, it's looking pretty true. I think Kamala Harris would be like, I think that's their end game if Biden were to be reelected. So that was what happened was with the Biden reelection video. It didn't really get that much. It didn't really get that that much good feedback because people were expecting more of like a rally, some kind of um, actual connection between Biden and his voters. Uh, Didn't get it. It was just a little montage video of some some b-roll and and that was about all she wrote like i said kamala harris looks like they're they're trying to put kamala harris, kamala harris up front rather than biden trump said it himself he also thinks that that was the case i don't know what you think let me know below if this is a potential if this is a thing who knows but other than that biden not looking good right now and is not looking is probably not going to continue to look good and will probably get worse as the weeks progress especially with this looming default that's coming up, that's coming uh, up. So, but that was Air Force None. Hopefully you enjoyed that little segment. We have uh I we have a, a VP Plus documentary that's coming out and it should be out hopefully already or within the next day or so. 
It is for VP Plus members only. Like I said, Varelli.org slash V, $5 a month. Super easy. So much additional content from all of our writers here at the Varelli Project. But we have the media race war that we're, that we're targeting from CNN, NBC, ABC, everything, the whole nine yards. All of it. They're trying to start a race war between black, white, everyone. With their headlines, their their stories, how they cover their stories, the, the the writers they choose to to cover these stories. This needs to be taken care of. Big media is lying to you. It's corrupt. It's trying to start a civil war between our country, and this is why big media is dying. I said this in the first two minutes of the show today. So VP Plus documentary exclusive. Okay, join today. Join Team V. Super huge, big project we've been working on for a while. And then, of course, join that mailing list at Varelli.org slash sign up if you want to get all updates, information, and whatnot first before everyone else. It is free and takes seconds to do as well. Uh, the next story, though, that we have is something that I that I covered personally that I did some research on. It's about the mortgage policy. So this ties in. Oh, forgive me. This ties in with the default that's looming over our country. There's and, and, and you're going to ask yourself why. How does a mortgage policy affect a default? That doesn't make any sense. It runs parallel. It's another issue that Americans are going to have to figure out financially over the next few weeks. And, and the reason I say this is because spring is always the buying season for houses. It is the, the time to buy a house is usually spring. And coincidentally, this policy came in effect May 1st. So about four days ago from today, May 1st, is when it took uh, place. Why does this matter? This matters because the mortgage fee is going up for good credit score holders. People that actually maintain healthy credit, people that have a good relationship with credit, will now suffer for having this good credit. Anyone with 680 credit score or higher will now pay significantly more than someone with less than 680 per month on their mortgage. It's an average of $40 per month across the board. It may not be huge, but that adds up, especially people that have 15, 20% down on their homes already. That's what's scary. Those people will be affected the most. And, and God help us, that, that right there, that shows you that they're trying to promote a rent society more than an own society. Right now, renting is better than owning because of policies like this bullshit that Biden's putting out. You want to rent because if you don't rent and you buy and you own, you will lose money and you will lose everything you have. Hands down. All while paying amazing premiums for it, too. Isn't that cute? So it subsidizes owners with bad credit. Simple. On top of that, it this mortgage fee goes from 0.25% to 0.375%. If you want the actual statistics, I have them up right here on the screen right now. Like I said, I wrote about this a few days ago. Okay, This is going to affect millions of people negatively. You are not going to... People who are now... Let, let, me, let me send out a message for those who are trying to buy a house or looking to buy a house this year. Don't. Don't. Not this year. It's not looking good. You're going to have to pay so much more money for no reason. If you have a good credit score, at least. If you don't have a good credit score, fuck it. Go buy a house. Give the government the bird. Who cares? Right now, if you have good credit score, 680 plus, do not buy a house. It is not the, it's not something that you want. It's not the fairy tale. It's not the American dream that you're supposed to have because of 
Biden's America. Do not buy a house. If you have good credit, you're punished. If you have bad credit, you're rewarded. This is the same shit we saw with Biden in the early years of his presidency with the stimulation packages, with the unemployment benefits, rewarding people for not doing the right thing, for not being responsible with their money, but punishing the people, sorry, punishing the people who have worked their ass off, who are responsible with their credit, their shit on completely. If you have good credit, do not buy a house. Go rent for the year or for at least the next two years until we have a policy in effect that will benefit people with good credit or a policy in effect that will, you know, help the American citizens in general. Right now, because of mortgage policies like this, it is not smart to buy. It's smart to rent, which is unfortunate because we're in a society where you should buy. You want to buy because you're told growing up, at least generations even before my own, the goal is to buy a house. Own a house, have assets, invest for your kids. How can you do that when you are cock-blocked from doing so? It's impossible. I mean, I know that I'm discouraged in trying to look for a house one day if this is the type of shit that I'm walking into as an adult. Why would I want to go out and buy a house if I have to pay more if I'm doing well? I work my ass off for so many years, especially people my age, young adults, young men, young women who are trying to build their credit score with monthly car payments, monthly tool payments, whatever it may be. And they're looked at and like, well, you have really good credit. We're really happy to give you this this mortgage, this, this loan, but you will have to pay an extra premium on it because of this good credit. It shouldn't be like that. It should be the other way around. But here we are rewarding and subsidizing, subsidizing poor credit holders for um, houses. So this is why it's an issue. Like I said, it took an effect in, in, in May 1st. So it's been in effect for quite a few days now and right, right during peak buying season. So it's not just a coincidence, okay? This is, this is something that is real and happening in our country that's like staged almost. So it's something that it's something you need to also think about as well. Just as we talked about with the treasury default, you need to think about this is stuff that I want to arm information towards. I need to arm you with information because the big media and big tech won't do so. This is stuff they won't tell you. So take notes, prepare and do the best you can. That's the best message I can give you right now. It looks grim, but there could be hope at the end of the tunnel, depending on how this 2024 election goes. Um, I'd love to get into a, a, an even uh, maybe more positive subject after this, but unfortunately we are heading into a banking crisis still. I know that a lot of people have been saying that the banking crisis could be considered over now that J.P. Morgan bought the First Republic, but there's still some signs of a banking crisis coming up, and you need to be wary about it. Okay, If you didn't know, like I said, First Republic... Uh, went under J.P. Morgan finally bought them out uh, among some other investments and stuff like that and it was it was it was a, a catastrophe it really was uh, the Dow the Dow was having a rough week I know its worst day was I think the third maybe the third of May it had a really rough week though market all of the markets are down I don't know why Biden keeps saying that the economy is great it really isn't that great 
Uh, many banks out west are taking some massive hits. The government could be considered maybe trying to poke at some of these regional banks to try to give them all the power to massive banks like J.P. Morgan. It's a, it's a conspiracy, a speculation that even Alex Jones has. Um, but these dilemmas haven't necessarily affected everyday Americans yet. It's a key thing to say here. They haven't affected Americans yet. It's Think of it this way. The banks are kind of like, right now, big banks are fishing. Okay. And American citizens are all of us. We're all the fucking fish. And American banks are kind of fishing at some of the some of the bigger fish right now. Trying to reel them in. They're trying to increase their size, their, tr- their ice chest, right, f- as much as they can. And then they cast out the nets. They're going to cast out the nets and reel everyone in. That's what the bank, that's what big banks and the government could be colluding to do. It's certainly something that we've seen with many banks shutting down like First Republic and being kind of absorbed by a bigger bank. And it just continues and continues to the point where you have to pick the bank as much as you don't like. And they can start monopolizing and charging outrageous fees for everything and anything they have on their services. So today... Today you might be a flounder. Tomorrow you might be a fillet on a rack somewhere. It's terrifying. And banks like J.P. Morgan are they—they they are going to be able to do this someday. Especially if we if we continue down this road, we need to we need to have more regulations with banking. It just needs to happen, and it needs to be done in a right way, not a corrupt way, not a way that benefits our. And this is something that I've advocated against on Twitter: is letting politicians invest in stocks i mean a lot of politicians before this all happened in march sold all their stocks in certain banks and invested in like jp morgan and other banks knowing almost like insider information which is illegal by the way to profit so that's something that we just we we need to regulate politicians and big banks for stuff like this so it doesn't happen in case this is a long-term issue that may come down the road something also that terrifies me um, there could be more banks this year that will close. That or there might be more banks that um, consolidate into other banks. It's it's going to happen this year, especially if the markets continue how they're going, as well as the looming default that might happen in June 1st, on June 1st. You're going to see a default, and then all the banks are going to go fucking sh- off the rockers. Off their rockers. It's going to be game over. Might as well start packing up your bags and moving to socialist Canada at that point. Because the country will go to, into shambles if there's a default. Especially with this banking crisis on top of that. With the mortgage policy. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. And as, as an American citizen, um, an honest, hardworking American citizen, you shouldn't have to endure something like that. You shouldn't have to endure something like that. Yet you are. You are right now. So... I know that we have we've had a pretty grim episode today. <laughs> there hasn't been much good news, unfortunately. We do have a fun segment though. After this, after our free show here, we immediately go into our VP Plus show where all of our VP Plus members can just continue watching and they can see all of our our premium content and other skits and stuff like that. We do another segment weekly called Wokeness of the Week, where we share a couple clips and talk about some cool stuff cool stuff about drag and (laughs) 
and we usually have it between the free and the premium show, but because we did Air Force None today on the free show, we're going to do Wokeness of the Week on the on the paid por- uh, paywall. So if you're interested in listening in on or watching with Wokeness of the Week, Varelli.org slash join team V, $5 a month. You'll get extra additional Rise Show content like what you'll see here in a few minutes if you join. And we'll see, we're going to go over, I think, Wokeness of the Week. Uh, we're going to go over Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Ramaswamy, sorry, Ramaswamy, and the the border crisis that just happened like yesterday and the day before. So a lot of big topics as well going on on VP Plus, and it's always fun Wokeness of the Week to to make fun and criticize all of the the bullshit that the left tries to throw onto our kids, onto our societies, onto our neighborhoods, all of all of the above, really. So. Make sure to subscribe to VP Plus today if that's something you're interested in. And like I said, additional and for and additional articles that all of our writers produce every day, every other day, or every day weekly, as well as the documentaries and stuff like the Media Race War. But I'm your host, Dean Nash. Like I said, make sure to I don't know, give us a good rating. Let me know how the show goes in the comments. Fuck Biden, as we always say. It's just he's just not a great president. This is a whole shit show. Thank you for watching or listening if you're listening on Apple or uh, Spotify podcasts. Glad to have you aboard. I will see you all next week, hopefully with some better news. I doubt it since we're looking in grim times. But if they if like I said, if the Republicans and the Democrats can sit down on May 9th and talk about something to help us get through this shit show. There's hope. Maybe we'll see if McCarthy can take us there. Other than that, I'll see you all later.